Good morning, Glad Tidings PJ. It's a joy to join you this morning in this mission service. I want to especially take this time to acknowledge three people. Number one, thank you, Dr. Winston Leo, for giving me this opportunity to preach. Thank you, Pastor Sunitan. And of course, I remember Pastor Linda Koo. And uh, Glad Tidings PJ is the church where I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, was baptized in the water. And this is the church where I grew and went to Bible school. Therefore, I am grateful to this church for what it has done to me in my life. Praise God. Uh, I like to turn this morning your attention to the text that I would preach uh, for your missions week. Turn with me to Romans, the 10th chapter. We're going to look at verses 13 through 15 and verse 17. And Paul tells us here in verse 13, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And verse 14, how will they call on whom they have not believed? How will they believe on whom they have not heard? How will they hear without a preacher? And how will they preach if they're not sent? And verse 15 tells us, uh, how lovely are the feed of those who bring the gospel of peace and the glad tidings of good things. And verse 17 tells us, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. I entitle this short message, the mission's glad tidings of good things. The mission's glad tidings of good things. In Bahasa Malaysia, betapa indah orang yang bawa kabar yang baik. Hallelujah. You know, now Jesus spoke about this gospel of peace and the glad tidings of good things in Luke, the fourth chapter, verse 18 and 19. And he said this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to preach the gospel, the gospel of peace to the poor. And he has sent me uh, to, to heal the brokenhearted, uh, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind and set at liberty those who are oppressed. And verse 19, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I remember about 10 years ago when Istimo became independent, a young nation that was set free uh, from the oppression of military. We went in to evangelize, you know, and uh, uh, we brought the glad tidings of good things together with uh, the gospel of peace. We preached in Delhi, we established a church that's the capital. And then we went to the second largest district 
Baukau. And, and we established a huge church there, preaching the gospel of peace and bringing the glad tidings of good things. We brought deliverance. We brought healing. We set the people free. And this tiny nation is predominantly soaked and saturated in Catholicism and occultism. And I remember specifically in one of my frequent trips, I ministered to this guy by the name of Evangelino. He was possessed. He was a spiritist and he heard the gospel and the power that came with the gospel. He was set free and he went to all the huts that he had, small, small huts, where they read the spirits and we cast the demons out and destroyed all these occultic objects. And today he and his brother are preachers of the word. And you see what the glad tidings of good things can do? Now, the purpose of this message this morning is this. You cannot have missions really without these two missions, glad tidings of good things. There are many, but I'll just touch on two. Number one, missions praying. Missions praying. Assuming your missions giving Okay, missions giving extends and expands your missions work, but it, it is your missions praying that intensifies, that anoints and intensifies your missions work. Ezekiel, the 22nd chapter and verse 13, Ezekiel tells us, for I sought for a man who will stand in the gap, make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land, the missions, that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. And then we also read in Matthew 21, verse 13, Jesus said, My house will become house of prayer, but you have turned it into a, a place of activities or den of thieves. And Isaiah 56 and verse 7 says, I will be pleased with your offering and I will be pleased with you in your worship. And my house will be called a house of prayer for nations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Missions cannot be missions without missions prayer. We have missions ministry. We need to have a missions prayer ministry as in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14 where Habakkuk tells us as the water covers the sea so the, uh, the, the renewed glory of God will cover the people, uh, the people. So therefore I want to challenge you in this missions week did not Go, grow weary, do not become tired in missions prayer. David said in Psalms chapter 2 verse 8, ask of me of this nation and I'll give you as an inheritance the ends of the earth has your possession. My friends, Hudson Taylor was a great missionary to China. He was a great missionary to inland China. And uh, he's, uh, he's not just a missionary, he was a praying missionary. In, and in one of his uh, prayer quotations, he says this, The secret to all our failure in missions, in ministry and leadership is 
our failure in the secret place of prayer. I repeat, the secret of all our failure in leadership, in ministry, and missions is our failure in the secret place prayer. Are you here with me? Can somebody say, man, please? The place of prayer in missions is your private prayer life. John Knox said this, give me Scotland or take me home. Let us mobilize a missions prayer movement. Therefore, all the missions that you have locally and outside of Malaysia can be intensified and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Today in Istimon, we have, for the last uh, for four, five years, we have raised up local leaders. We brought the glad tidings of good things, of healing and deliverance, and taught them how to pray. And these churches have become self-supportive. In Dili, it's a Mandarin church. In Baokao, in all the sub-districts, they're all the local language churches. We have raised local leaders. Why this Missions have become so effective. We have built a missions hub there. We've got a huge piece of land. We have a children's home. We have a teenager home. We have home for the needy. All this is because back home, we held them up in prayer. In prayer, praise God. That's number one. It's your secret prayer life. People who will have a heart to pray in their private prayer life. Number two, the second missions, glad tidings of good thing is missions giving. We are in a pandemic. Almost uh, now is almost two years I've not traveled outside. We can't travel. Barred our prayer, we can assign our prayer. In bended knees, we can assign our prayer and we can also assign our giving. I believe the following week there will be uh, probably a faith promise, a faith pledge taken, but I just want to encourage you in the remaining time that I have, you know, the second most important uh, glad tidings of good things pertaining to missions is our missions giving. Missions giving. And Jesus said in Acts chapter 20 and verse 35, Jesus said, I've shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak and remember the words of our Lord Jesus Christ that he said, he said, he's, look at this, it is more blessed to give than to receive. More blessed to give than to receive. Hallelujah. We need to honor. We need to right away start preparing in our heart. Lord, how much do you want me to, to pledge? How much do you want me to give to missions? Why is it so, is it so blessed to give than to receive? Two simple reasons. And I want you to be part of this. Number one, God loves a cheerful giver. God loves you and I, but God loves a cheerful giver, one who would cheerfully give. Let's turn uh, to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and we're going to look at verse 7 and verse 8 later. So let each one 
give as he purpose in his heart. Not grudgingly, not grudgingly, all of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. A missions giver is not a grudging giver. A missions giver is not a giver out of necessity. He doesn't give out of obligation. But a missions giver is a cheerful giver. He gives cheerfully. Now, when you give cheerfully means you come and you give sacrificially. You come and give out of your need. You come giving out of your love that you have for the people outside of the borders of the church. Glad Tidings PJ is a church without border. In the days to come, this church will go to places where others will hesitate to go. And this is a prophetic word. This is a prophetic word. You will make inroads into places where others will hesitate to go. I sense in my spirit, your missions will begin to grow. Your missions will begin to multiply. Your missions will begin to abound. And people in the church will begin to say, Here am I, send me, Lord. How will they hear without a preacher? Are you here with me? Can somebody say amen, please? Now, a promise for a cheerful giver. You know, this is not for any giver, but for a cheerful giver, there's a promise. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God, look at this, and God is able, God is able, wow, to make all grace abound towards you. Where do you need the grace of God? Where do you need this unmerited favor of God? God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always, that you always, not sometimes, sanantiasa, always, you have all sufficiency in all things. Chukov, lebe chukov, okay? And may have an abundance for good work. Wow, look at that. This is a conditional promise for cheerful givers. I pray when the church is required you to give, you will give cheerfully. Number two, you know, it's blessed to give than to receive. Why? Number one, God loves a cheerful giver. Number two, giving triggers. Giving triggers a divine response of receiving. Okay? When you give in the natural, uh, we, 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 we at loss. But when you give in the spiritual, giving begets receiving. We read in Luke, the sixth chapter, verse 28, 38. Now, this is the nature of God. My friends, God so loved the world, He didn't assign some doctrine, He didn't assign some constitution to save the people. But the Bible tells us God so loved the world that he sent his only son, Jesus, for you and I. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. For some reason, you're watching this message and your heart is not given to Jesus. I tell you, give your heart to Jesus. You've got nothing to lose. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, anyone in Christ is a new creation. All things have gone. Everything has become new. That's the gospel of peace. I go, let me read, giving to God triggers receiving from God. Let's look at Luke, the sixth chapter, verse 38. Give, it'll be given to you. 
good measure, not just some measure, press down, shake it together into your bosom and running over will be put into your bosom more than enough for with the same measure that you use it, it will be measured back to you. Today, the world is facing the famine of finance, the famine of job. The only way that we can cure this famine of finance in the body of Christ is to give. It's to give. When you give, God brings forth a spiritual response to this by returning to you even a thousandfold as in Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 11. Quickly, as I come to the tail end of this message, i like to share with you a testimony. I preached this, I preached for our missions about four weeks ago. And I received this testimony uh, two weeks ago. And this is from um, a professional couple who are running their own successful business. And this is what they have to say. And with this, I'm going to close and pray for you. My wife and I both are qualified, both have the same qualification we have our own business which have been affected like many others currently. In Johor Bahru alone, 276,000 businesses has been closed. Thousands of people have lost their job. And we pray that the causeway will be open and these people can go back to work. And this is what they say. We have been living on a daily basis, barely collecting enough through their business to make bills payment, bill payment, and to put food on the table. When we saw Pastor Benedict Rajan's sermon on faith giving, we were moved out to and really wanted to sow into all the good works that uh, he's doing in Calvary City Church but we were worried about increasing our monthly commitment. So after praying, I'm glad they prayed, we decided to dedicate all the earnings on the first working day of the month as our faith offering. On the 1st of August, we earned 390 ringgit. That's how badly business had been affected. And we gave it as our faith offering even if it meant giving all that we had. Now, God was very good to us throughout the whole month. We lacked nothing and we started new projects which customers were willing to pay upfront for us to get the work done for them, which provided the capital needed. At the end of the other month on the closing account, our whole month earning was 300 and sorry, uh, 39,000, 39,000. They gave 10% not knowing and God multiplied. All praise and glory to the Lord as he has blessed us hundredfold. This month, the 1st of September, we earn 2,700 for the first week for which we're very happy and gave it to the Lord. And the Lord has blessed us so much that we're able to be a blessing uh, to, to Calvary, City Church, JB, and their missions. God bless you. You know, friends, as I conclude this message, as we are in this pandemic, the church will surely go to a post-pandemic era soon. 
the two things that you and I can be involved in glad tidings PJ's missions program is number one, to pray. Every day in our secret prayer life, in our closet prayer life, we can adopt a project. If you don't know, you could ask Pastor Sunita or anybody else and adopt a missions and pray, pray. The secret of our failure in missions and ministry and leadership is our failure in our secret place prayer. Okay, number two, you can give. You can freely give and I assure you, your giving will not go in vain. Father, in the name of Jesus, I commit each one of those people who are watching this right now. Father, I pray that you'll begin to touch them. I pray, dear Father, that you will begin to minister to them. Above all, I pray there will be a missions prayer movement in glad tidings Beijing. Not only among the congregation, not only among the leaders, I pray among the pastors too, dear Father, they will become a missions prayer warrior. And as they begin to pray, the missions will continue to grow and multiply. And like what Hudson Taylor said, God's work done according to God's ways will not lack God's provision. And I pray for givers as another week they will be having a missions rally to take a pledge. Father, I pray, move the hearts of the people to give. And this church, Glad Tidings PJ, will be a praying church and a giving church. I commit all the pastors and the leaders into your hands. Bless them. And I pray for a new season of a new anointing to come upon them. For this day, the Lord will have this known to you. A new season is dawning on you. A new season of fresh oil is dawning on you. You will never do the works that you've done before, but you're going to do it even newer and better and, and revived and renewed, says the Lord. Father, I just commit everyone with your hands, those who are sick in the body. I just minister healing, dear Father. Let your healing power just flow from the crown of the head to the tip of the toe. Lord, heal them from joint to joint, from muscle to muscle, from nerve to nerve. I just minister healing. Those who don't have a job, I pray the doors are open for you. As in Revelation chapter 3, verse 7 and 8, and those that need a touch from you. Father, I pray as in Psalms 16, verse 11, the fullness of your presence to descend upon them and fill them and saturate them and refresh them, dear Father. Thank you, dear Father. Thank you, God. If any one of them have lost your loved ones, I pray for your comfort to come upon them. Thank you, God. As every eyes is closed, everybody praying, you know, if there's someone who's watching this and your heart is so far away from Jesus, if someone is watching this and you are not, you, you don't know Jesus, I'd like to give you an opportunity in this mission service that you would open your heart to Jesus. Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If you hear my voice and if you open, I'll come in and you'll be with me and I'll be with you. And if you are that person, if you're that person, you want a new beginning, say this simple prayer together with me. Lord Jesus, I open my heart to you. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. From today onwards, I declare, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. I trust you. I believe you. And I know this is a new beginning for me. Thank you, dear Father. Set me free from habits, Lord, that I'll be free. Thank you, dear Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. 
Thank you once again, pastors, leaders, for giving me this opportunity to preach God's precious word. Thank you, Pastor Rajan, for that powerful message. Such a timely reminder of us to us of missions praying and missions giving. That missions praying intensifies the work of the Lord. And we as a church, let us continue not only to give, but also to continue to pray that when we pray, many souls will be reached. Many things will happen even in our partnership with the churches. We can see revival in the churches. And let's continue to give unto the Lord. We might not be able to go now, but you know, missions continue in our missions praying, in our missions giving across borders. And next week, we have opportunity to give. So pray to the Lord, say, God, how much do you want me to give unto missions? And let us be generous, cheerful givers. Praise God. So we're going to have a, a time of worship, you know. And even as this, as we sing this song, Heal Our Land, let us make it as a prayer unto the Lord. Missions prayer. God, heal our land. Heal, oh God, oh God, our, our land of all the corruption and all the idolatry and let us oh god many many turn to jesus and after the worship time if you want prayer there'll be the zoom prayer uh, link and you can go in and the pastors can pray for you god bless you